0: Coming up on the Assassins Podcast, we've got Scott Kaysen, co-founder and CTO of Hunt Club, joining the show to talk about Hunt Club's process of finding PM Fit, startup life before and after raising Hunt Club's $40 million series B round, and creating the category of network relationship management in the process. Scott touches on the impact that he believes generative AI will have on the hiring space that Hunt Club's going after, and then how he and his team use Copilot to support his engineering teams build in Hunt Club. And then lastly, we round it out, give a little love to Chicago. The startup scene, building something in Chicago. We give Jay Cutler a little bit of love and hate in the episode. And then, you know, we round it out. We're in a drought here. We uh In between football and basketball season, we, we look at the outlook of the Chicago Bears in 2023, which is kind of depressing, but... Nevertheless, without further ado, let's get into the show. Assassin's
1: state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs, assassin's state of mind, assassin's state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs way above the bottom line, assassin's state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs, assassin's state of mind, assassin's state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs way above the bottom line. Assassin's state of mind, They say money over everything, every man game. Shopping for a rain, salary, startups, crypto, stock exchange, appreciate every What minute, is
2: going on, everybody? Happy Friday. It's your host, on, on, Justin you Hey here at the Assassin's love, man, Podcast, where every week we have exceptional man, founders on the show talking about their journeys, taking their ventures from zero to one. This week on the podcast, we've got a good friend of mine from the glory days of Intuit Health. OG Intuit. He is, he is an entrepreneur, currently the co-founder and CTO of Hunt Club, a talent search firm powered by technology. Scott Kaysen, welcome to the Assassin's Podcast, my friend.
3: Thank you for having me.
2: It's long overdue to have you on this show.
3: I'm excited to be on it. I feel like there's a bunch of former Intuit people who have all come through the, the ranks, and so I'm, I'm happy to join them.
2: I just ripped the network hardcore, but honestly, when you look back, there's been some pretty cool things built through the Intuit network. I feel like if we all got together and actually just tried to build something together, that would be pretty be pretty gnarly.
3: Yeah, absolutely. No, there's uh, it's not quite like the PayPal mafia yet, but no. maybe someday soon. Yeah, I would. I can totally plug into it though. I feel like that's that was probably the the best place to start. My career in sort of product and, and tech, so
2: for sure, that's a good segue into your background because that's where I wanted it to open up. Would love if you down to share a little bit about your background, and we always start with the founder story here on the Assassins Podcast. I so would love to hear how you got the ball rolling with Hunt Club.
3: Yeah, that sounds great. So I'll start. My first job out of college was was actually for for Intuit, and so I think it was it was a, a really awesome foray into. The world of product management engineering as well in college i i, I wasn't a, a cs major but i took a lot of computer science classes i i didn't know exactly what i wanted to do and I, I was fortunate enough to get the into a job and it being sort of that rotational program i i was really able to see firsthand that i loved product but i wasn't a great product manager as i was working with engineers at Intuit, I really sort of gravitated towards what the engineers were doing and so when I, when I left into it in, in 2012, 2013, I jumped off the deep end and immersed myself in sort of the, the software engineering side of things. Took some like night courses at Stanford, just a bunch of kind of self taught tutorials and whatnot. And then in the middle of 2013, I started a completely different startup with my current co founder, Nick Kramaitis. We. We went through a couple of different ideas, honestly, before we landed on Hunklib. Uh, we, the first thing we built was basically like Apple group photo sharing before that was a thing. And then they, they came out with the group photo sharing and just put us out of this business really quickly. Yeah. And then we then we started a, an incubator where we would build products for ourselves, for other people. We had two or three different startups that we were kind of experimenting with. And then also just building a lot of, we built websites, mobile apps, etc. Like, that's where I really honed my craft, I guess, as a software engineer. And then, so the two of us were sort of working through this on this agency. And my co-founder, Nick, is just really well-networked guy. He's just, he's not a, like a networker. He's just, he's just a really, he's got a great set of people around him. And he is just one of those people that naturally people gravitate towards. And so once uh, the summer of 2013 or 2014 a couple of recruiters came to him and tapped him on the shoulder and said hey nick so and so in your network looks like a really good fit for this this role that we're working on would you mind making an introduction and so nick made i think two or three introductions that summer and and two or three of those people actually wound up getting placed and getting the job and so that experience and nick didn't hear really anything back from the recruiters right so it was this whole, it was this like aha moment of Nick's developed this, this social capital, right? And he's, and people are sort of tapping him on the shoulder and asking, Hey, can I use your social capital to get something, to, to place some a role, to get introduced to somebody? But he wasn't, it was like this total black box experience after making the introduction. He didn't know how the person was doing in the job. Did they actually get the job? And then there was no, there was no reward or anything. Not that he was looking for financial reward per se but this whole kind of concept that he made this introduction and heard nothing back from it was sort of that aha moment where it's like there might be something interesting here and so that summer we we put together a really wizard of oz style mvp where we asked a friend of ours who was a hiring manager at the time if we could try to place one of his open roles and we took our collective networks just and we would just like hit people up on LinkedIn or or just give people calls. And we placed somebody through our network. So we aren't recruiters. We weren't recruiters, but we were able to successfully fill a role for a recruiter just by leveraging our own networks. And so that was sort of the very beginnings of, of Hunt Club. We ended up building a platform uh, where the whole kind of purpose was a user could come to Hunt Club upload their connections, whether it's through like LinkedIn, CSV or Gmail contacts, and then our team of recruiters would take your, your network, recruit people from it, like use that as the source, the source pool for, for our jobs. And then if a person got an interview or if they actually got the job, then that person whose network it came from, the person who made the introduction, they would get paid. So that was the initial idea. So if you signed up for Hunt Club, drop, gave us your network, we get introduced to somebody in your network through you, and then they end up taking the job. Typically, we paid out anywhere between two to $5,000, like a placement fee. And so that was the initial idea. We've grown our expert network to over 20,000 experts and over 10 million candidates in our database. And so that was almost eight years ago, which is insane. But we've just been slowly and steadily growing the business, branched it to a couple other areas as well we can probably talk about with with a SaaS product as well. And so, yes, it's it's been a really fun journey.
2: I love the actual physical matching process that you went to sort of hack the MVP. And you alluded to this. There's a software platform. You're rocking the hat. We're not going to do the video here because my office is in shambles. But Atlas, the name of the product. And I I wanted to talk a little bit more about the new product that y'all are launching. And then also, there's this huge movement around generative AI. I know... AI in particular, as it pertains to Hunt Club, I know you call out a lot about improved matching capabilities and automation that are at the core of the platform. And so I just wanted to just jam with you a little bit on this to understand where do you see a lot of this stuff going and how does how do things like AI factor into what you're building with Atlas and the broader strategy around the the platform and the product that you're building?
3: Yeah, there's a there's a lot to talk about and, and unpack there. But yeah, Atlas is is our new product. We launched uh, a few weeks ago. So over the past six years, we've built a, a ton of technology internally for for ourselves, for our recruiting team, for our expert community, et cetera. And so the Atlas platform is not a completely brand new idea. It's really a culmination of all the things that we've learned over the last six years. And the platform itself is, I'm going to throw out some some acronyms that are not mainstream yet but hopefully after this show They'll they be will mainstream. be yeah so it's kind of in the nrm space which is like network relationship management so uh, there's there's crms where there's there's trms which is talent relationship management and now this is there's sort of a new category that's starting to emerge there's a few players in the space around network relationship management which is it's not just kind of an old-fashioned crm that that's just essentially a, a just giant repository of contacts but rather it's, we're taking your relationships, your network, and we're building out that sort of graph to understand who you really know and what the best path for you to get in touch with certain people. So the the platform that we're building, at least to start, we're really focusing on the venture capital, private equity communities. There's a role at most VC firms now, like a head of platform or head of talent, right? And so these people are, are sourcing building lists of people nurturing relationships as their daily job and so the platform that we've built allows them to kind of import their their network and the network of their entire firm including their portfolio companies and then we map the network we enrich it with data from many different data sources and then we help you essentially manage and leverage that network so Hmm. for our vc customers right they're Sometimes they're helping their portfolio companies place roles. Sometimes they're helping with, with BD or sales. They can use Atlas to find the best people to get in touch with for those various tasks, and then also see who in their network is the best path to connect, to get in touch with those people.
2: There's a lot of, I guess, smoke and mirrors with where is AI going? Is it going to automate people out of positions and jobs? And what does the future of work look like alongside of those things? As someone that's helping place people, and I'm always just kind of curious to talk to folks, is this happening now? Are these conversations happening now or is it sort of premature?
3: It's a good question. I think that these technologies will displace some jobs long-term and or they might make teams a little bit smaller and leaner and more efficient. And so I don't know if they're going to wholesale replace entire roles. They might in the sort of in like the content space, but I'm using... GitHub Copilot pilot a software engineer, and it's amazing. And it's not necessarily going to take my job and write all of my code for me. For right now, I think it's really what it's best at is making me not have to memorize all the different sort of nuances of the code that I'm writing, and like a lot of the, the tedious aspects of software engineering, right? That just like, oh, how do I map over this array? You can just start typing a few keys, and it, generally speaking, knows what you're trying to do it's wrong quite often especially when it comes to logic so you have to be careful like when you're using it like i'm using it daily and it's absolutely fantastic for certain things but then you still need a human element to make sure you're writing the the right the correct logic but i think one thing that's really exciting for me as a as an engineer who also is really interested in in product is that i think because it makes the sort of like tedious and rote aspect of software engineering go more quickly and, and more easily i find myself spending a lot more of my time just thinking like how should this work how, how should this actually look and feel like i'm building this feature right but i'm thinking way more about ui ux and just general enjoyability of the code that i'm writing than the actual underlying conditional logic
2: okay last year hunt club raised 40 million dollars Series B from Westcap, so huge congrats on the financing and the growth of the business. I've never had $40 million in my bank account, so what does the next day look like after you close a $40 million round?
3: I'm gonna give you a really boring answer, which is that it it doesn't look all that different. I had a nice glass of wine with my wife that night, and then uh, back to the grind the very next day, my co-founders, Nick and Sumi, were fairly frugal in terms of, from, from from a kind of founder's perspective. You know, we didn't go out and buy an office or ping pong table or anything like that. We had a very specific goal. So we, before we raised the money, we, we've been sort of bootstrapping the business for the first six or seven years. We raised a a small kind of friends and family round and then a, a relatively small series A, but we really built the business off of revenue and just kind of organic growth. And so for us taking that, that much larger round had a very specific purpose, right? We had kind of proven certain aspects of our business. We went out to accelerate our growth and it, it was really growth financing, right? So yeah, no, it was, it was amazing. It was exciting. And we're super grateful for all of our investors and partners for believing in us and, and entrusting us with that, that kind of level of capital. But I think in terms of day, day-to-day day operations, it really didn't, I mean, I, I got to hire a lot more people, but I think other than that, um, and I spent a lot of time focusing on hiring but I think other than that sort of business as usual I think the past couple of years capital has been relatively easy to come by pre-pandemic and then even sort of after the initial fear of COVID and, and whatnot subsided there were record levels of, of venture capital distributed and in, in at the end of 2020 2021 and then that has sort of dried up over the last nine to 12 months or so but we were certainly fortunate in the sense that we built a real business with, with with real revenue but we raised that around right before things got a little bit choppy so yeah. we got we're fortunate in that way
2: all right i know we're coming to the end of the time you got to drop out here so i'm gonna i just want to ask some of the most important questions before we have to go so hunt club team are based in chicago absolutely love chicago two questions here first what is the startup scene like in chicago and as a vanderbilt alum was the decision to move to Chicago solely based on your allegiance to Jay Cutler? Oh <laughs> Segway to that question is how are you feeling about the Chicago Bears this year?
3: Man, they hit me with like the, the ball busters at the end here. That's right. I, I did not come to Chicago because of Jay, although right. I miss I Jay. He's got a rocket, that's for sure. He does. Right. Smoking cigarettes and throwing footballs from Christmas, Indiana, or something, or that's Santa Clara. he's from. Yeah, in the city of Chicago, I think. You you loved him and then you hated him in like in a twenty four hour span, but Chicago is awesome and you know I, I grew up here and, and so it's 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 familiar for me. But I think I was surprised when I got here and especially over the last few years at how kind of robust and and exciting the startup scene has gotten. You know, think like Chicago, even ten years ago, it's very much a city in terms of like industries focused on. Food, hospitality, finance, hard industries, manufacturing. And for a long time, I think to raise money in Chicago from Midwestern investors, you like really had to prove revenue, right? It's not like West Coast or even East Coast VC firms where, where you're sometimes sometimes getting funded in just an idea and a good team. I think in Chicago, it's really, you, you need the idea, you need the good team, and you also need to show six months of of revenue growth or some sort of hard metric. And honestly, I think that builds good companies. I, I think there's been some really nice success stories over the last five or six years, but I'm also happy to to say that like it's gotten a little bit better where it's people are, are taking a little bit more, or having a little bit more faith, I would say, in sort of the early seed, seed stage companies, and it's, it's been fun. But I think in general, there's some really cool companies here, it's not a huge startup scene right so like you, you start to kind of know most of the people in the space but really there's really strong engineering talent both here directly in the city but also like surrounding surrounding suburbs surrounding metros et cetera. and so yeah no i think really supportive both founders and venture funds as well right i think if you get funding from a, mid, a midwestern or chicago firm it's not just cash that they're giving you they're yeah. really going with open up their, their Rolodex and make introductions for you, set you up with biz dev and sale. It's, it's definitely a very supportive community. And then a lot of our, you know, early success just came from really ingraining ourselves in the Chicago startup community, punk club specifically, like we built out a lot of series B, series C, high growth teams in the Chicago and sort of Midwest markets. And then as they've grown, they've been, you know, really instrumental to our growth as well. So it's really cool. It's like a symbiotic relationship between between ourselves and a lot of the other startups you know in the city
2: i know you mentioned the release of atlas which is super exciting but what else is next for hunt club and then was there anything else that you wanted to plug
3: yeah atlas is, is something that we're really excited about if you're a venture fund or private equity fund and you want a way to manage your network grow your network get introductions definitely sign up we've got a wait list right now but we're letting people in every single week just com slash atlas to get on the waitlist. And then other than that, we're really, we're growing our search business as well. So we've expanded. We have been generalists at heart, right? We do all types of roles. We actually started, not to go on a, a tangent at the end of our call, but when we first started, we explicitly were not doing engineering roles. We were really focused on sort of VP, director of marketing, operations roles, sales and finance roles. And then now though, we are, we're rolling out sort of practice lines. And so we just rolled out our, our engineering practice about six months ago. And so we're doing a ton of sort of CTO VP of engineering roles, we're also doing some individual contributor roles as well, but that's really exciting for me. I think just helping out other engineering teams to, to build their engineering talent and there's a lot of talent that's going around, right? There's like a lot of companies that are downsizing, a lot of layoffs. At very reputable companies, and so there's some really strong engineers on the market right now, but they typically don't stay in the market for very long. So helping awesome companies that that are partnering with us find those a players is just has been really exciting. So if any of your listeners are listening and looking for talent as well, we would love to get in touch.
2: Well, again, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Congrats on the success of the business, family, everything else. So great to catch up after many many years. I missed those OG Intuit Health days.
3: Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I wish I could kind of re- rewind time and go back and, and tell them not to try to do an iPad tech and product
2: and out of the healthcare space.
3: The Requirements are not going to allow this to apply. So yeah. I know, but uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. I really had fun. I honestly don't. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks, Scotty.
0: All right. That is a wrap again. Big shout out to my good friend, Scott Cason at hunt club, the entire team there. Also, big shout out to the Chicago Bears for giving the, uh, the Green Bay Packers the NFC North for the last, I don't know, century or so. Uh, big fan of what Hunt Club is building. Uh, so if you are looking to hire some critical roles, I strongly recommend HuntClub.com. Check them out. This week on the podcast, another special guest coming on. I'm actually getting ready to head to Collision in Toronto, but we've got a pretty incredible guest coming on next week. To talk about founding Launch Darkly. You're gonna to want to tune into that. And then also be on the lookout for some stuff coming out of Collision. There's gonna be some really great content on the site. Until then, appreciate y'all tuning in. Keep hustling. Keep grinding.
1: Keep getting that money. Assassin's of mine. Hustle. grind. See them dollar signs, assassin, state of mind, assassin, state of mind. Hustle, grind. See them dollar signs, way above the bottom line, assassin state of mind. Hustle, grind. See them dollar signs, assassin state of mind, ( supplier) assassin, state of mind. mind. Hustle, grind. See them dollar signs, way above the bottom line, assassin state of mind. They say money over everything, everything age in the game. For a wedding rain salaries, startups, crypto, stock exchange, appreciate every penny. I can change one phone call, and your life can change. What's your love language? Can't do.